I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode uh, brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends. I tell you guys all the time. You guys know the deal already. Um, and my name is Iman, and I'm joined by Katie. Katie, what is up? Too much. Happy to be back, though. Talking Raptors again. Talking Raptors. It's always a lot <laughs> more fun talking Raptors coming off of a win. Oh, yeah. Coming off of a loss. <laughs> that Hawks one, oof, that pod right after that. I didn't want to talk basketball. But <laughs> uh, the Raptors are coming off of a win against the Dallas Mavericks, winning 105 to 100 it was a good game, Katie. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that game? Before we move over to what's coming up next. Uh, it was a great game. I was uh, covering the game. So I will say it was like a good energy in the arena. Uh, it was nice to see Luca Doncic so frustrated, even in a shorthanded Raptors team. I have good intel from behind the Mavs bench that at one point Luca was screaming into a towel. Um, He was quite frustrated. It's a frustrating team. What are you going to do? But it was good. I I thought like they looked a little bit sticky to start. They looked like they were really confused about their rotations. Uh, They were just like leaving the corners wide open, playing a lot of like chase defense. Uh, But they figured it out in the second half and like uh, they, they got the win. They did. They did. They figured it out. Uh, yeah, like the first like five or six minutes, that first quarter was a little bit rough. And mm-hmm. it, it's interesting, like hearing that Luca screaming into a towel. My goodness, <laughs> my goodness. Like Mavs fans, I feel so bad for them because because here's the thing: from a Raptors perspective, we've had you know a tough little bit of a week, been a tough stretch, but that's because of injuries, mm-hmm. right? Like you're looking at a Mavs team that is fully healthy. They were not missing any key rotation player. And still you're seeing tons of holes on their roster where a depleted Raptors team with tons of guys, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Otto Porter, Delano Banton, there's Precious Achua. There's Mm -hmm. lots of guys who are rotational players for the Raptors, not there. And still it felt like the Raptors had more bodies. Like to me, that was like a perfect game of, and this is not a Luka pod. This is not a Mavericks pod. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but it was the perfect um, game to just showcase how much the Mavs are lacking in having supporting pieces around their star, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. because we saw it, I mean, credit to OG Ananobi who had a fantastic game. Just, I mean, he outplayed Luca, right? Like scoring more points than Luca and being the primary defender on him as well. He looked like a star. Um, but I, to me, it was the perfect game to showcase that because what happened when the Raptors did send, traps at Luca, whether they doubled him or tripled him or sometimes mm-hmm. you can send four guys at him is Luca would try to find the next guy open yeah in the beginning of the game that really hurt the Raptors because of the wide open threes that they were giving up but as the game progressed you kind of you know they regressed a little bit to the means and some of that is just not working I mean the final play of the game is a perfect example of that where mm-hmm. Thaddeus yeah where um 
I think it was uh, Maxi Kleber who set the screen. Thaddeus Young is like, I'm, we're going to let you roll to the basket. I'm going to double Luca. And what happens is a turnover in the final seconds of a game. They need help. And I think just to turn this into uh, a more Raptors perspective, lots of fans have been saying, who is our number one guy? Who is going to be the guy? And this is, of course, before Pascal Siakam decided he was going to be a top five player in the league. That was the number one question. And to me, it always kind of felt like a ridiculous question to ask because you mm-hmm. need guys two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? Like you need the rest of the team. And we're seeing that the Raptors have that, which is why when someone goes down, they can have the next man up mentality. And the Mavs just don't have that. They've got Luca and not much else. Yeah, I was gonna say like um a stat that stuck out to me in the in the the math game last night was that I think the Raptors finished with like 25 second chance points and the Mavs finished with maybe five. Yeah. At one point it was just two. Uh, for a long time it was just two. And I was kind of like, this is sort of funny because as you said, you know, this team is at full health more or less. Like you've got your full roster of support. It's a it's not a small team. Like there's big bodies that should be in there like getting those rebounds. Yeah. Uh and and the Raptors like are very they're not a small team either, but they're short manned. Um, and I would say like, you know, you've, yeah, you've got Boucher, you've got Thad in there, but like, they're not the only ones grabbing those rebounds down. Um, I think it's just like, you know, for so long there, the question was like, oh, this team needs a true center. Right. But it's like, if that's their strong suit right now and they don't have that, it just shows like what happens when you kind of ingrain these, like win at all costs, like every position sort of counts uh, mentality into like all your players, especially your like, quote, you know, second string guys that are now having to step up and have these substantial minutes. So, I mean, that's like, that's hustle too. Uh, and I think maybe that's something that when you're a Mavs team, that's sort of lauded as really good. And Luca is really good. He's an exceptional superstar, <laughs> next level talent. But when you, when you have that kind of, um, what do I want to say? It's not that the maps are precious about it, but like you for maybe you forget a little bit what it is right. to kind of try and grab down every possession, try and grab down every rebound because like he yeah, saves you, so much. You've got a guy, yeah, exactly, who can like dig you out at any point, but um couldn't do that last night. No, they couldn't. Like speaking of, I was half expecting, 90% expecting to see a Luca step back to three. Like, mm-hmm. and then we just see that. Speaking <laughs> of him just sort of saving them at the last minute, and just because it was against the Raptors, expecting it to go in. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's I think those are all at points. I mean, I was just looking it up as you were speaking. The Raptors had 17 offensive boards. The Mavs only had four. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's a possessions game, right? Like, yeah. sure, it is a make or miss league, but like you need to have possessions because you're going to have more misses than you're going to have makes. Um, but let's let's move off of the Mavs game. Great win for the Raptors. Actually, a couple more thoughts. Because I, I just think okay. that it, it's, it's too hard to move past that game without giving some roses to some players who I think are really, really, really deserving of their flowers. OG Ananobi, I mentioned him at the top. There's not much you can say about the masterclass that he put on. Also, Luca. I'm seeing the tampering happening. Okay. I will call Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. You're like, that, that's, for <laughs> that's for one show. That's for one show only. <laughs> I will call Adam Silver on you. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Sandler. Bo Cruz, get me in. Um, but like Fred and Lee, Chris Boucher, there's so many guys that we could just sort of point to. What are your thoughts on, on some of the other guys that we're not talking about on the Raptors team? Oh man. I mean, like. One, it was so great to see Fred 
back again. Um, oh, the shots he was making. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, he's like, I was a little rusty to start. Like one thing, Fred's always going to cop to his when he knows he's not playing his best. And he said that he was out of step to begin and he was and quickly got back in step. But like Chris Boucher was a monster last night. Um, and it's just chance, like those those offensive yeah. boards that we were just talking about. Yes, that's all <laughs> Boucher. Um, and just like flying, like like just like his transition game and just like where he's able to get to. Um, you know, like when it's, it's like, it's kind of a marvel to see. And I, I think back to maybe like two seasons ago when that kind of stuff looked a bit, um, more difficult for him, like was more straining to him. And now it's so easy and like, so fluid. Uh, and I mean, like, yeah, he definitely looked tired after the game, but that's cause he was doing an awful lot, but, and he played, what do you play? Like 22 minutes, I think in the second half or something yeah like almost the entirety of yeah exactly. um, same thing with og oh my goodness yeah. these minutes um but it would just, same thing with luca who has to play tonight good luck to you buddy um no <laughs> oh yeah yeah the back to a back-to-back when you've got the bucks next not not such a that might no, not be such a nice no, game especially tonight. going up against a nick nurse defense you know yeah. like nick nurse's defense is take the star out that yeah. is literally <laughs> the defensive assignment for every single player on the court um and I, I mean it worked it worked only 24 points for you know luca who had 30 points pretty much every single game of the first month of the season um okay so i have this like weird experiment because we are canadian here but you know mm-hmm. what i'm like why have the Raptors not played? And then I remembered, oh yeah, Thursday was a game where nobody, a day where nobody played because it was American Thanksgiving. And since Raptors Thanksgiving happened so like before the season even begins, we don't really truly get to be grateful for any of the players. We don't get to, we don't get to use that shtick that everybody else does. So I thought we would hop on the American bandwagon and have a moment of thanks, if you will. So Katie, let me tell you. Vibes were not high in Raptor fandom these last couple of weeks. And I thought, who better than to give us great basketball feels, great <laughs> basketball feelings uh, than you. So I thought we would do this experiment. Can I get you to tell me some things that you are thankful for from the Raptors in this little bit where maybe some of the mood is not as high as it was at the start of the year? Yeah. Um, I appreciate you bringing me into this spontaneous segment, this very festive segment. Did you um, like my work in a basketball feelings? Yeah, I did. I did. It was very, <laughs> very organic plug. Um, subscribe to basketball feelings. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we already mentioned one of them. I think Chris Boucher, uh, just like the naturalness with which he's playing right now, the like the kind of, and also the way that his teammates are supporting him. Like when Fred got asked last night, um, was that the best he'd ever seen Chris Boucher play? And Fred right, right away was like, didn't you watch him in the G league? Like, you know, that was um, like, that was box office stuff. I thought that was so great. And it's true. Uh, I'm very thankful for OG and Anobi. I think this is the kind of season knocking on wood, but like, this is the kind of season I've always wanted him to have. Um, and I understand it's coming with substantial pressure and a lot more, responsibility load because so many of his teammates are out but the fact that again just like we want to go back to this theme of like fluidity the fact that he can just like step into it shows me how ready he was for this uh, responsibility and opportunity um i think uh fred being back is another one also fred looking well and not so sick 
Uh, I don't know why the whole team has like the like cold bug that's going around, but I hope that's on the way out. But yeah, Fred. Mask up, everybody. Coming back. Yes. Wear your masks. Coming back. Just to not get a cold. Like, where, you know, there's a lot of people sneezing and rubbing their their hands on the, if you're on the, the subway, like you see it, you know. Yeah, there's no clean surface. Hand sanitizer no. and masks. Let's, let's keep be it safe, up, everybody. Just for that. Um, who else oh. am I thankful for? I guess I'm thankful for um, the Nick nurses, probably like heart heart rate and just like <laughs> lowered stress at this point to see. I think, again, like a key got asked, I might have been in the Nets game pregame, like, are you having fun? Like, uh, is, is there any part of you that kind of like rises to the challenge of like putting a 10 man rotation? like bare minimum rotation out there night after night. And he was just like, no, like not at all. Like this isn't, he's like, I understand your question, but absolutely not. I'm like a bit it tired. Gives of it gives him a chance <laughs> yeah. to wax poetic about his time coaching in England and in the G league. I thought he would love that. I feel like he's at a point where he's like forward, not backwards, you know? <laughs> um, and to be fair, like, yeah. When you're like, oh yeah, 10 man rotation. That's just your starters in your bench and there's no room for error. So um, it was nice to see him in better spirits after a win like that. I'm also pretty thankful when I look at the schedules uh, stretch going forward. I think the cat, like the Cavs, a Cavs match, Cavs Raptors matchup, I think we've learned is going to be fun no matter what. Yeah. Uh, they're like very interesting developing rivals. They're very equally weirdly matched. Those games are high energy, super high pace. So even with the team looking like it is, I'm looking forward to Monday night's game. Yeah. Also, when I think farther ahead, Celtics, Lakers, Lakers could be fun. <laughs> Celtics. Who knows? might be painful but like uh. these are good i think these are good um games to go into december with you know and i good i gauge. was also yeah i think this is more than three things but um the last sort of the last thing that did was reassuring to me actually was just um and i think i hope this is reassuring to raptors fans but another thing fred said last night when they he was asked just about like you know their wins and their losses up to now he's like what is it instead of november he's like we've been playing for like a month He's like, yeah. I'm not worried. Like, I'm not, you know, if this was, if this was um, March, maybe we'd have a problem, but like, not that worried right now. So I think that's something to keep in mind too, right? Perspective. I mean, I, I love those and I, I agree with all of them. Perspective is so important. And because everyone sort of lives and dies with these wins and losses in March, in April, when the playoffs come around, are we going to remember a game in November? <laughs> like, I, I don't remember games in November a week after. So, I mean, that <laughs> Hawks one is it's going to sting forever. <laughs> it's going to sting forever. But um, no, I, I completely agree with that. And something that I was looking up uh, yesterday that I'm thankful for is that there are only six teams in the Eastern Conference with a positive net rating. Mm -hmm. and the raptors are one of those six teams <laughs> right so like when we're wondering you know are the raptors struggling or compared to these other teams yeah maybe you don't have the same win-loss record um but everyone's so bunched up together in terms of like the net rating and what the raptors are doing they still have a really still have a positive one right six teams make the playoffs a uh, guaranteed spot in the playoffs i should say and 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And the Raptors currently are in that mix, despite the fact that Fred Van Leet has missed so much time, despite the fact that Pascal Siakam has missed so much time and Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes and everything else, to still be playing winning basketball, I think says a lot about OG Ananobi. I think it says a lot about Nick Nurse and the team that he's put together and the next man up mentality that the Raptors do have, that fluidity that you were speaking about. Um, I think that there's a lot to sort of be grateful for considering, yeah, there have been some harsh losses early on, but this team is still playing really well. And something that, you know, Yaz and I talked about last week was injuries are part of the game Mm -hmm. and you really only start to see other players develop when they have the opportunity to, right? Like there's a reason why you have a roster full of guys. We talked about it, you know, Draymond Green wouldn't be Draymond Green if David Lee did not go down, right? Like Pascal Siakam wouldn't be Pascal Siakam if OG didn't have an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, So like this is kind of a part of the game and we're starting to see some guys develop having the chance to. Uh, And I, I think that there's some positives to take away from that as well. So there's a lot to be grateful and thankful for. I think it's a lot easier to do because they beat the Mavs. Uh, I would not be as optimistic. <laughs> but sitting here after a loss, those things suck. Um, but <laughs> so a couple of things that I did want to talk about, because there, there were a lot of questions. I, I, I asked for some questions just so that we can get some new things to talk about, because I think so much has been, OG is great. Scotty's struggling, but he's still great. Uh, And I thought we would move a little bit away from that. And uh, here, I've got some Twitter questions for you. Okay. Uh, And the first one has to, a lot of them actually. So I'm just going to combine a whole bunch. A lot of them have to do with the rotation. Um, And it's, do do the Raptors extend their rotation once the other guys, because we mentioned it, rotational guys are the ones who are injured right now. So once they Mm -hmm. come back, Mm -hmm. does Nick Nurse keep this extended rotation and start to play? You know, he's been playing Doughton. Malachi has been even getting some minutes. Um, Juancho Hernan Gomez has been getting some minutes. Does Nick Nurse continue this sort of expanded roster and play everybody? Or do you think we get uh, that tight rotation that Nick Nurse has want to do once guys are back? I think it's going to extend if anything, for the, for the sake of minutes and easing 
like whoever's, whoever's coming back from injury, like easing them into minutes and then easing guys off of minutes. Like you don't necessarily want to have OG playing like nearly minutes. 40. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he played the most minutes of any, either team, any player on either team last night. And like, yeah. it's great. He can handle it, but on a back-to-back, no, you, you don't want him to do that because you don't want to burn him out. You also don't want to risk injury there. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more reasons to stick with the, you know, this kind of elongated rotation. And I also think Nick Nurse is also famous for um, giving opportunities to guys who step up and show that they're ready for them. And I think, you know, all like Malik, like Malachi has, like everybody like Down Jr. has, like, I don't know, Ron Harper Jr. hit a three the other night. Yeah. That warmed my heart. So like, <laughs> I think so, because as to your point too, like this is in a way, it's all part of conditioning. You're conditioning like your deep bench, sure. But this is what's going to set a team like the Raptors apart or if we're like talking way down the road in a playoff situation. Yeah. Like when you, you're in a very, very long series and you need every kind of ready body in the game. So, yeah, I think, of course, he'll get back to that tight rotation. I think like January, February, that's probably his ideal. <laughs> um, Or like when we're if we're talking all star, like you want to get Pascal back in that tight okay, rotation yeah, yeah. to showcase him, that's probably true. to showcase OG for all star too, uh, pre all star. But uh, yeah, I think you're going to keep nervous, it extended. Guys. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, like, I, I think I think Masai Ujiri has this philosophy and we've seen it where it's like the anti Mike Budenholzer thing where you don't want your stars to not be conditioned to come playoff time to play 38, 40, 43 minutes game because mm-hmm. we've seen how that tires out guys like Giannis come playoff time because the Bucks are just not used to playing extended minutes. So I think the Raptors have that belief. They want their guys to be well conditioned, but injuries happen and you got a lot of talent and you don't want to run guys down to the ground we saw mm-hmm. that also last season right like fred wasn't healthy towards the end of the year og wasn't healthy towards the end of the year and this happens when you have injuries so i do think that the raptors are going to find some sort of middle and as long as guys are stepping up and you know nick nurse's philosophy you got to play defense <laughs> and if you're defending well you will get minutes in the fourth i mean we saw chris boucher play the entire second half we saw him close the game because he was the one bringing the energy same thing with og ananobi who's out there defending playing well because nick nurse is not going to play if you're not doing that he doesn't care what the name on the back of your jersey is. Mm-hmm. He's a great equalizer. <laughs> he is, he is. So there's a lot of questions as well about OG Ananobi. And I think one that sort of stand out stood out to me was, um, do you think that OG's play will continue his stellar play? Do you think that like this is who he is? And do we see this sort of version of OG continuing once the Raptors are all healthy? I think there's even another version we haven't seen. Like, and I, I go on this based on what uh, his teammates are asked and like, they're the closest to him. And I like a teammate, like Fred Van Vliet, who's like been closest to him season over season. But I think someone asked, you know, last night, is this the meanest they'd ever seen? Like he'd ever Not seen. Not according OG. to Luca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was like pure tampering. Oh, nicest guy in the league. And never says anything smirk. bad about anyone. I saw anyone. that Luca. The best part of that, sorry to get off topic. The best part of that was when he was oh, like, I, do. I didn't, um, I didn't trip him on purpose. So I was like, you admit maybe you do sometimes trip people. On purpose. That's a good catch. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, right. I was like, 
<laughs> okay, so all so that's not always sometimes yeah, fo- follow up. Uh, anyway, no, I think um, and Fred was like, no, actually, like he he can be much more aggressive, and we're getting after him to do it. I mean, Fred was like, I was exhausted, and I was yelling at him to get like to go back and post up because I couldn't get there and I needed him to. But he's like, you know, there's more in him to to be much more aggressive. So I think like yes. To answer the question, yes, this will stay when his teammates come back. But I also think they may encourage him to like get a little bit pushier, get a little bit meaner, get a bit more aggressive. The thing that Nick Nurse is always talking about to be physical, you know, like he talked about it with Scotty Barnes. I think like we could see the same thing from OG because at a game like last night when we talked about second chance points and rebounds. OG is so strong. And I think we forget that a little bit because he doesn't always play that way. He doesn't always play such like a hugely physical dominant game, but he's very capable of it. So that's my hope. Yeah. I mean, the guy defending him knows how strong OG is because the flopping <laughs> is nonstop. Okay. <laughs> Enough with the offensive foul calls. Um, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, I think something that people get a little stuck on is this idea of like, who's going to sort of cannibalize the off. Like, it, are you going to, cannibalize possessions away from like you know someone else like Pascal coming in what's his usage Mm -hmm. going to be and I think what the Raptors do really well is they have never been the team like they don't have a Kawhi Leonard right Pascal superstar to start the year off but he's not the number one usage guy on other teams right like Luca is everything for the Mavs the Raptors do not have that Mm -hmm. because the Raptors are sort of built to exploit mismatches that's what they do. And OG quite often is going to have a mismatch. And what he's shown that he can do is one, he can handle the ball some. Yeah, he's going to get called from travel some, from time to time. Although, well, he was called for one yesterday that I did not agree with. <laughs> I thought Bill Kennedy had a clear line of vision and did not call that. But the ref who was down the other side of the court decided to be the one to do that. I don't know about that one, but um, Let's move forward. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> I, I think that like OG has shown he has the ability to, to handle the ball. He's He hasn't really quite gotten that mid-range touch, but we're seeing him actually get to his spots, which I think is a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. creating separation and being able to get there is such a large part of being able to knock it down. Like he's he's right there. It's just that final step. Um, but he's an excellent three-point shooter, which we know. And he's the team's best post player, according to the numbers last season. So mm-hmm. his ability to do all of those different things means that he is going to be quite often the guy exploiting mismatches so when Pascal is doubled or when Fred is doubled the ball will swing to OG and he's going to be able to attack that that's how this team is built so it's not about what does Pascal look like if OG becomes this or can OG continue in this form if Pascal is here everybody can exist together and that includes Scotty Barnes yes (laughs) Gary Trent Jr because you can't have enough guys who can create for themselves you can't have enough guys who can create for others you can't have enough Mm -hmm. guys who can knock down shots like that is a good thing have more of those guys and so I I think it'll all work and I think OG developing different parts of his game and having the ability to do so just means that when the playoffs come around and Pascal is doubled, you can very well trust the open man. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And I think it's all going to work. And I think we're seeing OG's continued development. It, it, to me, this is not even just like a major leap from OG Ananobi. I think this is like his continued progression. It's just unfortunate that he's had injuries in the past and knock on wood that he stays healthy because um, I think he's having uh, an all-star caliber season. Yeah, I agree. I like the last thing I'll say on it is I think it's also too maybe a testament to like being a franchise that's a little bit feast or famine and yeah. like 
gone through a couple famine seasons where it's like you you don't necessarily know what it is to have a team at full health and full capacity at the same time and you know that's like what the the that's what the Raptors started at this season and I do think they will get back to that but to your point it's like that's how I always think about it it's like no there's there's yeah there's a set amount of minutes in a game but yeah. it's like it's Nick Nurse's job to then like distribute those minutes and distribute them accordingly. And I think he'll be able to. But when you've got everybody kind of developed and playing at this level, that's the more I think that's like much more reason to want everybody to like get a piece of the pie. I completely agree. And there was another question here about OG's defense. And do you want him to sort of be the primary guy? I think mm-hmm. offensively and defensively, I think the Raptors philosophy is quite similar. Like if Pascal is your number one option on offense, but if he gets shut down, you have somebody else there. I think that's very much the defensive principle as well, right? Like that's the philosophy on defense too, is yes, OG can be the main guy on Luca, but if a switch is called... Luca's a little bit different because the Raptors can just double off of like if you're playing Facundo Campagno, the Raptors are totally fine um, <laughs> doubling off of him. But um, so the so Mavs are a little bit different. But I think that like it was so fun to watch when Precious and Pascal were here, like, you know, Precious guarding a guy, guy calls for a screen. It's OG on him, right? Like yeah. calls for another screen. It's Pascal. Like, I think that that's kind of what the Raptors do really well is they have multiple guys. Last question on OG. I'm going to ask you before we close this up. We'll, we'll just talk a little bit calves right after this. Um, OG, do you think he has a better case for DPOY or MIP? I mean, in my, like what we're talking about, the MIP, I think is maybe an outsider perspective perhaps because it's like he, I think has been uh, developing at this rate season over season, his entire career. It's just, he hasn't had these great stretches to flourish. Yeah. Um, Or maybe just like the spotlight on him at the moments he has been flourishing, I would say too. Um, That's so a that, lot of what MIP is to be quite honest. It is a narrative yeah. based. Most NBA yeah. awards are narrative based awards. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think more defensive player of the year. Um, but I wonder if just because of what we're saying about it, yeah, it is kind of a narrative based award and the defensive player of the year category is always a pretty stacked category, not to say he's not up for it and hasn't going. been playing like he's up for it, but, um, it might be, he's, he's more deserving of defensive player of the year, I think candidacy, uh, but now I'm like, if I talk myself into getting the most improved. See, see, that's that's exactly where I'm at with it. I think he is only in the running for MIP because DPOY is so stacked. But mm-hmm. here's my take. He is the defensive player of the year. Like, I don't want a consolation prize, which is what I'm going to be treating <laughs> MIP as for uh oh Dananobi. And I also think that, like, I don't know what the criteria for MIP is anymore after John Morant won it. I don't think you can be yeah. the second overall pick and still win MIP in your third yeah. season. Like, like you're not even done your rookie contract and still. Yeah, what's um, the model that you're improving on? I do, like, isn't this just like called a natural progression? <laughs> like, isn't this what's expected? Uh, so I have no idea what the new uh, rubric is for for becoming uh, MIP, but I do know that DPOI pretty it's pretty obvious what the criteria is for that and it's being the best defender in the league and I think that OG has really made his case mm-hmm. and so and I, I like that he's doing it with counting stats as well because a lot of people like I said narrative-based awards all of these awards they look at those other things as well so um 
Yeah, I, I like the case for OG DPOI. I think Brooke Lopez is making a strong case over in Milwaukee, but <laughs> hey, we're going with the wing. We're done. We're yes. done with the bigs winning it. It's tired. It's been done before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's spice it up. Let's spice it up. Okay, but let's let's move forward to this last topic, which is the Raptors are going to be playing the Cavs tomorrow. Speaking of mm-hmm. DPOY candidates, going up against Jared Allen. Possibly, I'm not sure if he will be playing. I don't know if he's playing tonight for them. I guess we'll find out if he does play against Detroit. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about that Cavs Raptors matchup on Monday? It's going to be fun. Like I said before, I do feel like this is a little bit of a, um, I don't know if it's like a serious rivalry. I think they just annoy the hell out of each other. Um, and that always has potential to like get a little bit ch- chippy. Uh, so, but I, more than that, I think these are just two teams. I love watching play basketball. They're two teams that are just trying to play in a completely different way. They formed their teams in very unique ways, very specific to them, uh, to the rap for the Raptors, to their development, to the Cavs. This is like year two and a half, maybe like two, two and a half of whatever they're trying to do over there, which is just like, yeah, have a lot of bigs, uh, but then also get Donovan Mitchell. So that was worked out well. Well, yeah, they just said, two. oh, well, let's trade a big for another guard. <laughs> Basically, the Raptors are saying, we're going to collect yeah, we've all got the wings. <laughs> we're like, we're going to take all of the wings. And the yeah, Cavs are yeah. like, we don't want any of those. We're going big and small. That's it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, exactly. together, they're the um, perfect. No, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I love the way that the Cavs are building. I think it's the oddest thing. I think they're like, no wings on a team is weird, but uh, I like it. I think it's a fun matchup. And I, I honestly, <laughs> like, I like the news that Pascal and Scotty are practicing today. I don't think that that means that they're going to be ready for Monday, but I think that that means that they're going to be ready soon, which. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Can't wait. Can't wait to see this team. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment. Only positive ones, though, because, like, who wants to hear your negativity? Not us. Not today. Thank you, Katie. Bye, everybody. <laughs>